From 1965 to 1980, a generation was born on this planet into a world they didn't create. This generation promptly experienced video games, VCRs, and the chicken nugget. Today, still remembered through movies and music, that generation thrives as middle-aged men and women. If you are bored, if you want to learn something new about something you already know, and if you can stand them, then maybe you should listen to The Latchkey Files. Well, welcome back, everyone. You know, Coach, I meant to tell you, you're the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep me down. That's right. <laughs> right. So if you haven't guessed already, we're going to focus entirely on a single film, and that's the Karate Kid movie. That I don't know if it defined your childhood, Coach, but it certainly was a major factor. This movie life. had probably completely unintended consequences for my life, but I remember my parents had just got divorced. My mom took me to see this movie. We saw like a matinee on a Sunday. And I came out and I said, I want to do karate. Um, only as much as I like champion the ending, which we're going to cover it all, by the way. But oh, I definitely. found that the Cobra Kai were so much cooler. So I came out. One- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think right away. I wanted, I to, that yes, maybe I wanted to be John Lawrence. I was like, I got to be Johnny. But I mean, martial <laughs> arts was a huge impact on my life. It, it gave me a lot of direction, helped me win a couple fights, this sort of thing. And I've just been a, a, a fan, just a staunch supporter of Karate Kid and many of the sequels and spinoffs, et cetera, uh, you know, since 1984, which I was That's seven right. years That's old. Year it came out. So for me, I'm a sophomore in high school. So I am, I am right, right there with these guys. You get I am it. that age. And the, the golfing stuff that they go to, I've been to there. I've been there. You've been to that one? Is. Been to that one. And even if you hadn't, you kind of knew what right. that was. The combination, those of you who don't know, combination miniature golf with, I think, like two courses, sometimes three, right. depending on the site, and arcade, and also kind of That one has a slide, correct? Other games. That one had, the, had the water, water slide. slide. Some of them had a go-kart We had that. Track. The one in Ventura, where I grew Ventura up, had that. that. And some yeah. of them had a little uh, yeah. boat. Yeah, little bumper, bumper boats. Things and the, going on. Yeah. So attractions you couldn't get anywhere else, and of course that's the uh, that's where uh, Daniel is trying to regain. Isn't he well, they, to they regain go there twice. The, the first time they go on their date, it's their date, oh, and that's, that's when they had that montage of the song "Can You Feel the Night," you know, sort of thing, and right. and that's where uh, he's playing her with that little. Remember the old hockey game that we used to have? Oh, oh, it's almost yes, like foosball, yes. but with hockey. Right, and then he scores and, and he like gloats yeah. in her face. I'm like, I don't know if I would do that on a first date. That might hurt my chances with things. Like, right. yeah, take that. <laughs> right, right. That was one. Let's talk about this. That was one of a couple montages in the film. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of bird walking here, but I'll get okay. it back. Um, there is uh, some pop psychology that relates to this movie. And that is the montage, we'll call it the training montage. So once we get the sense of what Mr. Miyagi's trying to do with Daniel and they, they walk us through the various training exercises he's doing, we cut to a montage. Those of you who don't know, a montage is a collection of shots. No one shot lasts a long period of time, but all the shots together indicate one coherent action that might take a long period of time. In this case, it's months. Right. When he's training, he's on the beach, he's on a little stump on the beach, He's on a rowboat, I think, at one point. And the idea is we're taking a long time 
to train him in karate, but we don't want to take months of theater time, so we'll do eight minutes of film. Well, the montage gives the impression that he starts out as you know a neophyte, barely able to put two punches together, and ends up the All-Valley champion. You have and, a problem with uh, this. Gladwell has a problem with this. Gladwell's theory is it takes about 10,000 hours of sustained intense practice to become a master at something. Not just 10,000 hours of doing it, 10,000 sustained intense pieces of practice. So if you want to be a master pianist and you're going to practice, you know, five hours a week intensely for 50 weeks, be ready to do that for four right. years. And at the end of that time, yeah, you might be pretty good at this. But Danielson does it in eight minutes. Well, there's a lot of latent learning there with the waxing, and, uh, you know, that's thousands of and reps. That, that was the point. So Gladwell point. has a huge problem. He actually calls this movie out by name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, the, that's the montage that, that drove him nuts because his theory of, no, 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 greatness is not something that comes quickly and easily. And even though the movie shows the passage of time, I think they do. They do some. It's supposed shots. to be. So he gets beat up after Halloween, and then the the tournament's in December. So you've got a couple months, a month or two, couple months. I hey, I agree because I took martial arts for a long time, and but see. Go ahead. Okay, Expound. well, we've got a few things. Number one, he did take a couple <laughs> courses at the Y, and he did have that book that he was practicing when when Mr. Miyagi came to fix the sink. So he's not coming he's got a, a he's got a little experience here, but if you notice, and this is actually, I, I didn't want to get into this, but it's going to have to be <laughs> the new Cobra Kai series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. They talk about Miyagi-Do being a defensive style of karate. Um, and so if you notice, during most of the fights, he doesn't have a lot of offense. Everything is counter-punching. Mm -hmm. So... In a, in a street fight, I think John Lawrence kicks his ass still. They go out in the parking lot, it's over. But in a tournament, in point system, you can be a counter and do okay. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're a master or, or toughness. Also, I'd like to point out that the idea that he's a karate master that Gladwell seems to think, I don't know that there's evidence. I, I agree. He wins a valley tournament. And he did steal a belt. So, I mean, or Miyagi stole a belt <laughs> And he wins him. it against... Other high school right. kids. So yeah, he's not like the UFC didn't start because Daniel Larusso won the '84 All Valley Tournament. And no offense whatsoever to both Pat Morita and Mr. Miyagi. Even though Miyagi dispatches the skeleton crew, you know Johnny Lawrence, the 16-year-old, 17-year-old kids. I think that speaks more to their <laughs> right. inability. They're clearly not that good. This old man kicked their ass. Because he can't have been practicing this. He's a, he's a maintenance Well, this guy. is okay. This is a problem that I have, and, and this is going to leak into Credit Kid 2, but actually it's really not because this is the original ending of Credit Kid 1, which is the beginning of Credit Kid 2, where Mr. Mm -hmm. Miyagi beats up John Kreese, Sensei Kreese. Oh, yes. Yes. And I've always laughed because John if you go if you remember in the first one, when Daniel first enters the Cobra Kai dojo, he sees... Kreese's military, he's a, he was the, the karate champ of the army. He's a special forces guy. Okay. He's big. Martin Cove's a yeah. big man. And you're really th – are we supposed to believe that Pat Morita, just some guy from Okinawa, is going to beat up the, the, the larger karate right. still practicing so easily? I, that's probably the most unrealistic thing. Perhaps John Kreese is stolen valor, made up. <laughs> he made that up. He really wasn't. 
the armies. Well, because if you actually you go back to uh, Cobra Kai, they do mention him also as being an officer and everything. So we're going to establish that yeah. as canon. <laughs> well, by the way, I think we assume that you listening know this film because we wanted to. We jump have to in jump it. Well, we already. Right to who doesn't know this film? The premise of it. If you don't know this film, you're some sort of philistine. <laughs> oh, and I'd, we'd like to point out that we're talking about the only Karate Kid film, the first one. I have actually punished kids in my class and made them stand outside because <laughs> I'll say, who's seen Karate Kid? And they go, oh, Jaden Smith's great. And I said, get out. Get, get out. out. I'm not <laughs> I'm even not, engaging. This, I did not hear you. You do not exist to me. I don't think I might have seen a few frames of I the saw new, it. but I won't. It's not yes. horrible, but it's okay. in China, so therefore shouldn't it be the Kung Fu Kid because karate is Oh, it's Japan. in China. Yeah, it's in China. So we're you got the wrong the wrong martial, martial arts, arts to the start. Bat. Jackie okay. Chan is is a great. I like Jackie Jackie Chan. In fact, sure. anything he holds the movie together. Jane Smith just isn't. I don't know. I just didn't. It wasn't horrible. If it had been its own movie, but not trying like a readaptation mm-hmm. of the classic, it probably would have held some, a little more weight with me. But being that it's this is supposed to make original. us forget Daniel Russo. No, absolutely not. Now you had said off air. That the Daniel LaRusso's mother, you have your your view of her has it's evolved. changed. Lucille, I got I got two things yeah. on that. One, that you had a view that's changed. I know it is, isn't it? That, that that there is something even to evolve at all is is cool. But tell me what you used to think of her and how you I thought now she reminded her. me of my mom, so it was like annoying. Like I got to hear this at home. I got to watch a movie and listen to this. Like always the the uber positive, and you just don't mm-hmm. want to hear it. You know, and then the, the, the car, and he has to get out and help put. Like, you feel bad. You feel bad for their situation. She's a widow. They're moving across the country. But she keeps a smile on her face. Like, God bless her. Mm-hmm. I now appreciate that. But I, I appreciate, like, that she's a strong right. female character, which I didn't. I just thought she was an annoying mom that picked him up and embarrassed him at golf and stuff. And I think she had a fairly appropriate reaction when he comes in. Doesn't he come in bloodied and? There's a couple up? scenes. He gets beat up. To, the one was the the first one. He gets beat up by Johnny on the beach, and then the next day he's going to school. She makes him take off his sunglasses, and oh, then right. she sees yes. you know that, and <clears throat> then she's coming home. She's parking her car. This is after they ran him off the road with the dirt bikes, and he throws his bike away, and then you know he's all. Faces all mauled up from the accident. Now, doesn't Mr. Miyagi repair he fixed the, bike? the bike? Yeah. So we have foreshadowing of mode of transportation. I'm going to take care of your transportation. Right. Yeah. Well, that's because later. He and does what's funny car. is when <clears throat> Allie's when he's flirting with Allie and her her friend says, "Oh, what kind of bike do you have?" And he says, "Oh, it's like a Miyagi Turbo Action." I didn't catch that till years later. That he just, <laughs> Well, because they're are they assuming they're assuming yeah because uh, all the Cobra Kai were riding their yeah. dirt bikes. Yes. So um, you said we we're going to talk about the ending. We we do have to talk about the tournament in general because we're both we're both coaches and we played. I'm also an official, so we're we're deep into sport, not just in theory but in practice. So where do you want to start on this tournament? I know where I want to start because it was a, a bit I found. A wonderful little bit. You know the bit I'm talking about. There is the Cobra Kai group, and then there's Daniel LaRusso, but there's other people that fill yes. out the tournament, and some are better fighters than others. One 
unnamed character. I don't, it's uh, it, yeah, Don. It. It's it's on there. It's probably yeah. on the tournament, but we never actually talked to the character. Is he looks like he's a mixed race kid, and he does a series of very high. Yeah, he does the double kicks. inside kicks, the flying butterfly. And he's kicks. very acrobatic right. and whatnot. And I think he's got like a dragonfly or praying mantis on his. He's shirt. got something like that. That's yeah. his. That's his logo, and he is flying around the the, the mat. I mean, he is just jumping crazy, going everywhere, doing sort of not just scoring points, but scoring. He's probably player. the only real martial artist in that entire montage. And he doesn't look to be arrogant or rubbing right. things in. He's just doing things with flair and style. And as he wins a wins a match against another unnamed opponent in this in this montage, you can see over whatever music is playing, Johnny Lawrence saying to his trainer to to Crease, he's not that good. But he just hears yeah. from his mouth, and you think that's a great little bit. There's no reason why that. First bit of all, have been you in there. you mentioned the montage, and this is probably one of the greatest montages of any movie. And the thing is, the song "You're the Best" uh, by Joe Apicito, I believe, is the, the name. That was supposed to be the original soundtrack of Rocky Three, instead of "Eye of the Tiger," oh. which is why it oh, says. Wow. Um, you know, if you listen to the lyrics of You're the Best, it says like uh, you're back now or stuff like that. It was supposed, but they I decided know. to go with Eye of the Tiger. And how perfect, though, for both movies Eye of the Tiger for Rocky Three and You're the Best for, for yes. uh, Karate Kid. I mean, it just worked out amazingly because that song, I still, when I, that song comes on, I'm, I'm doing some, some, uh, some shadow boxing, I'm doing some kicks. Oh, you're yeah, doing that. I get fired up. So, in the tournament, I'm going to start okay. throwing things out and you can just jump in. So we got a lot of things going on. We have the giant board with the names and their which I find odd on. because Daniel just signed up that day, but they already had his name on the Russo board. Oh, we can back up all the way to that. That they're when they're doing the sign in, and they have to be a black belt. I mean, how gullible is this official? Well, like, what belt is the young man? In, oh, boy, he says uh, black in his belt? broken English. What does it yeah. matter? <laughs> Oh, because he has to be a black belt to enter. Oh, he's black. Okay. Like, he doesn't even question. Hey, wait. I've entered those tournaments, and there really is no qualification. What you say, like, anybody could go in there with a black belt and say they're a black belt. Like, they don't. There's no certification. There's not really anything that you would. I don't even know. Outside of your sensei or master coming and vouching for you. I would think the All Valley people just want to. They just want. Exactly. Just, oh, you want to be here? Cool. I just find it really odd that there was a, a a bag full of belts that happened to be right there for Miyagi yes. to, to black belt to, by the to way. steal to hand to Allie. Well, you almost wonder <laughs> if if you said he's not a black belt, so we'll, well take yeah, one of these. We got these right here. I hereby I hereby black. I hereby authorize. <laughs> so there's that. So there's the entrance. Although my son does like when Miyagi is pretending to either oh, not speak yeah. English, and that's why Elizabeth Shue gets to be the translator. When um, she he says something, and Shu quickly translates it to, oh, he says you remind him of his yeah, brother. uncle he has in Okinawa. Tokyo. <laughs> or, uh, uncle, and he says, oh, thank you very much. Oh, welcome. Thank you. And Miyagi says, welcome, and they keep moving. My son finds that. You know what I find? I was just talking to my class about this because uh, we're getting towards the end of the year, and I told him that we would start watching a little bit of Karate Kid here and there. And I said that for my father, my dad couldn't buy – initially pat morita as mr miyagi because he knew him as the funny comedian guy oh sure and so i sure, tell sure, them sure. it'd be the equivalent i would say of like jack black being known as you know the, this character okay. like we know him as being kind of a funny 
guy, but can you imagine him as like the stoic role? And that's what he's known for to where right. our kids are like, oh, that's Jack Black. He's like the coolest, most wisest guy on the planet. You know, my dad, he'd be like, that's, he was on Happy Days. I'm that's, not buying this. That's the guy who runs the <laughs> diner. Yeah, what is he doing here? So they go in, they have the tournament. The Cobra Kai guys are running around and, you know, sort of shouldering guys and elbowing They're chanting, people. too. Let's not forget. They're chanting Cobra Kai. Yeah, uh, die, Cobra Kai chanting. never die. Yeah. Never die. Um, and then we have the tournament. And we have the officials. I, I think I read somewhere the chief official, the, the guy with the Tom Selleck mustache, was also the, uh, the He's fight a fight coordinator. coordinator. He's actually in the, the movie, movie Enter the Dragon. He was uh, he goes oh, okay. way back. Uh, Pat Smith, I believe, is his name. I don't have to double check that. So apparently the rules of this are three points right. wins. And a point is determined by a punch or kick in the it's body, body sternum, the ribs, face. Uh, and some tournaments are different. I don't remember the exact rules of this one, but the tournaments I competed in, a kick to the face would be a point, but a punch wouldn't uh, okay. to keep it from, like, brawling where people are just socking each other. And they also noted they didn't wear any no headgear, headgear no, or hand no pads, gear or any that. I, I always at least had knuckle pads on. Okay. Like you'd wrap them it, or There something? was just a, a pad that would go over, so okay. like a – just it would just go over your knuckles. And if both competitors hit each other at the same time, then it's it's conflicting and nothing counts. Yeah. Nothing happens. Okay. And there are warnings and cautions. Generally, and unless like if something's egregious, then you would be eliminated immediately. Disqualified. Yeah. So somewhere in there, um, Danny hurts his leg when he gets deliberately kicked the, in the knee by Bobby, he gets kicked who's in the, knee. the the. Second, probably toughest, the least of this story. And that is that the thing that disqualifies the Cobra Kai. That, that gets that gets uh, yeah. Bobby gets kicked out because of that, and then I think it's uh, <clears throat> rule thirteen. Daniel had twenty minutes in which to <laughs> recover. Yes, which the the helpful <laughs> MC lets Let's, us all know. Not just the rule, but the specific. You know what reference. I love is why it, uh, this is what movies do. So the doctor. Why does he have to wear a white coat all the time? Like he's the doctor that helped is you see him throughout the tournament walking around in a white coat. Have you ever seen a doctor walking around in a white like on our sidelines? Do we have a guy with a white? Yeah, no. He's a full doctor by the way, but he doesn't have a white coat. I don't need to put. They're one step short of putting a stethoscope over his neck. Like that's (laughs) right, right. Giving him, giving him uh, AED. Give him an AED. So I do like the twenty-minute rule because in uh, filmmaking and storytelling, that's called a time lock where you sort of artificially decide there's a time limit on this so that the action is tense, so we got to do this quickly. Uh, but they don't, as far as I know, I don't know who timed it. I didn't see a timer, <laughs> so maybe they're just eyeballing it. <laughs> and doesn't the trainer come in, and he's sort of a kindly old general practitioner Yeah, dude. that's the guy with the white coat. He did a good yeah. job, son. Well, sorry. He says to him, I'll go tell the officials. Yeah. My, my, one of my favorite bits, though, in the end tournament, is when they're all done and they're going to decide, well, I guess LaRusso can't fight, so we're going to hereby award this enormous trophy to Johnny Lawrence for by default. And Elizabeth Shue comes up and whispers something to the MC. Daniel LaRusso's going to fight? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Helpfully, in his incredulity, at this unprecedented turn of events. This is highly irregular. Not just says Daniel Lewis was going to fight, says it into the mic. Like, he didn't put the mic down what are you talking about? What are you or to talking the about? side when Elizabeth comes up to him, when Shu comes up to him. He, Daniel Russo's going to fight, and then he repeats it Daniel again. Daniel Russo's going to fight. Like, 
Well, what's God, best is, is if dude? you go back and look, most people don't catch it. The look of sensei, <laughs> a look on sensei and Johnny's face, like is one of like shock and disbelief that he's. It's what? it looks completely fabricated because Crease would never have that look on his face. You know, he's always had the scowl. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, they look surprised by this. Daniel Russo's gonna fight. There's there's your meme. You just gotta say that every time you're surprised by anything. <laughs> Daniel Russo. <laughs> Daniel Russo's gonna fight. How much is gas? Daniel Russo's gonna fight. Daniel Russo's gonna $6? fight. Six dollars. So so we have the match, yeah. and I know a lot has been debated about the final point. Right. I've heard people say that's an illegal move, the big kick. If you don't remember the crane technique, crane, which crane by the way, the build up to that is. In my, I, I can watch that scene, that final point where he gets into the crane and you hear right. uh, his buddy um, yell, get him a body bag, Johnny, right. yeah. And right. it, with just the build, and you hear, you know, Crease yell, finish him. And then it's just this, you know, and it, Music it hits, I still get fired. I think, I think Mr. Miyagi gives a He gives a, nod. like, yeah, this is it. But it's a oh, tense yeah. nod. Like, he himself isn't yeah, sure like, go what's going to happen Do it. here. And then it the hits, kick to and the face. It's great. And then the winner. And then the, the ending part that I always found that sort of undermined everything was when they award the trophy to LaRusso. Lawrence intercepts it. I he think, does. To give it to Correct. him personally. And he says, you're all right, LaRusso. And I thought, well, that's what it took. Took a kick. It wasn't all right prior no, to No, he this, was not. He See, just, you. Just because he fought through, he had to kick him in the face. He, yeah, well, like, that was it. It was the way. Well, because then it was, what? what is he going to stand on? There's nothing else. Like, he beat me. Well, but it seems to me, even if Lawrence wins, LaRusso's perseverance in the face of clear. You would think. You know, illegality would have been this enough. Is, look, this nope. is Hollywood. It's got to be wrapped up this very nice. Very we need. We need a clear kick to the face. And it sets up the series because now they're sort of grudgingly friends, I find. Oh, yeah. Right. And this, yeah, we, I mean. Because they're, they're you're all right, LaRusso. And it ends there. It ends right there at the climax. There's no, there's no denouement. There's no, nothing else. Don't need anything No, it else. was great. We're going to end it right it's here It's an now. absolutely great film. And, you know, we could probably do a second part on it because we've left out a lot we've been very specific. oh we jumped all over the place we left out the wonderful halloween costume oh. apparently that, that was a wetsuit that no okay the wetsuit was the skull the the skull that they were oh, it the was actually a wetsuit that they, they stitched are. together and for painted that. on it I, I thought you know i've never been to a hollywood or a, you know and here's another thing i didn't know till i was probably in high school that johnny was in the stall rolling a doobie I didn't know what he was. I thought oh, he was. I thought he was messing with his makeup all the whole time I was a little kid. Oh, I see. It wasn't until I was because he turns down a beer when they're when they're at the beach. Uh, mm. Tommy offers him a, a beer, and he turns it down. So I just thought he didn't drink or do anything, but apparently oh, he likes to relax with a little marijuana. Well, I think they were just trying to establish he's definitely a bad guy. And that was there's nothing and worse in 1984 than smoking <laughs> marijuana, right? Right. That was the, roughly the time when the frying pan ad <laughs> came out. With we the, were all just saying no because Nancy Reagan. Right. I mean, how hard does this have to be? <laughs> just say no. And there you go. I mean, if you think about Lawrence and his little skeleton crew group, he's a, like, jilted lover or whatever you want. He went out with Elizabeth Shue and she spurned him and he hasn't gotten over it. He's apparently over it by the end. Well, it's been a couple months. <laughs> I don't know. He's got training. He's, he's got, got to train. He's been training. And John Kreese will have no, no. weakness. 
Well, and women are well, weak. Well, I, I don't. Re- There's no women anywhere in this other than the mother, Elizabeth. Shue. And then her friends are kind of snotty. You know yeah, what? There's one thing that a lot of people don't catch. And when Daniel goes to the Encino Country Club to grab Elizabeth's shoe, that's where Johnny sees him looking through, and then he kisses her. And right. then Daniel storms off. By the way, he happens to be wearing all white, an all white shirt and white slacks oh, that's and right. a red jacket. And so, of course, yeah. the spaghetti gets spilled on him, and then the door opens up. Right. The entire room is laughing at him. I can't imagine that all the adults in the room would <laughs> yeah. be laughing at this poor kid. Yes. Wouldn't somebody be like, what happened? Help him out. Right. They all just, oh, they must know he's from Reseda, and this is the Encino Country Club, so let's laugh at this poor kid from Reseda. I was already inclined <laughs> to laugh at the Reseda, Residian. I was already there. I was already holding it in. he's got spaghetti on him. Look at now, this. Now, this is simply beyond the pale. <laughs> Why don't you go back to golfing stuff while you're at it? I do like the bit, though, when he's trying to, he's meeting his parents outside and they're Oh, and work, he's kicking it? And he's kicking it because he's nervous and he dislodges the brick. On the one hand, it shows clumsiness, but it shows the inherent power that he will later unleash. He's so good at kicking, he accidentally doesn't even know his own power and he kicks a brick out of its moorings. See, there's. Well, see, I think, wasn't it? I think it was already broken. Okay, I always say. Yes, but it's a kick to brick that dislodges The humiliation. Can you imagine? You're going to pick up this rich girl, you're new in town. Yes. And not only do her parents show up, and you're driving, let's face it, a very modest vehicle, station wagon. And then you've got to get out and push because the car died. Like, they got to pop the clutch, remember? I'm like, yeah, I mean, you might as well have the mom. I would die. Right. While you're at it, have the mom mention the rubber sheets that we need for your bedwetting (laughs) problem. My jammies that you washed. (laughs) Right, your Dr. Denton's. You need those, honey. Um, but I think the key to that was Elizabeth Shue helps out to show that, you know, at the heart she of it, was she's cool. a down and, You know what? I've never understood. Exa- okay. So let's go. We're going to, we're going to flip back here. We're going to go to the beginning where they're yes. on the beach <laughs> and Daniel gets invited by Freddie to the, the end of the summer bash and, uh, they're playing soccer and I always find it weird how they're playing soccer. And then Daniel just stops and stares at Elizabeth Shue. He's only like three feet from her. She's sitting down, he's standing up, but he's leering <laughs> at her with this, <laughs> like, like it's just oh creepy well he's got the new jersey how, how you do it <laughs> he didn't even have that how that you, wasn't even a thing back then well it is again that he's good at soccer so it shows he's got he's some got kicking ability. coordination this well you know there is a theory out a there in fact bit. you can find it on youtube it's a video that says the real bully is daniel have you seen this well i believe isn't that kind of how the well the TV cobra kai kind of plays out. off off that yeah. but the idea that you know, when you hear, that's a cool thing about Cobra Kai. Remember I told you it made my life complete and you thought I was kidding? No, it, it did because <laughs> yes. it gave us Circle. John Lawrence's Circle point of view. And in that he talks about, I thought I was going to get back together with Allie and then some kid from New Jersey shows up and steals right. her. So you're kind of like, I could see how he's a little pissed, you know. Right. The movie doesn't do Allie any favors no. with, like, she doesn't have much agency <laughs> in this movie. And the only time she does, it's in service of LaRusso's tournament, you know, dream. Well, she did help. She as her own person really doesn't exist. You know what? She she's, existed she's to me. Object. I had a huge crush on Elizabeth Shue. Then she went on to do Adventures in Babysitting and then Cocktail. Mm-hmm. But at no point does she say, you know, I don't actually want either one of you. 
Like, why, why, why is my life decided by whether which one of you two kicks the other in the face? Like, how does that work for me exactly? I will abide by the, by the, by the results of the tournament. <laughs> the unwritten rule. By the old- <laughs> rule 13B <laughs> says. I must date the winner of this karate I will, match. I will find the winner of this worthy of my Encino affections. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a, still a lot of material untouched. There's the rest of the Karate Kid movies. There's, like you say, the Cobra Kai um, yeah, We're going to have to come back to it. Apparently, DC Comics had a Karate Kid character within well, the Well, there was also a the cartoon. There was a cartoon, Karate Kid cartoon. There's a cartoon. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a breakfast cereal. There, I don't remember that one. I feel like I would have <laughs> had that. But I did have the action Miyagos, figure. I did have the action figure. Miyagi-Os or something right. like that. <laughs> Probably bonsai tree sale sword oh, after yeah. this. Right. Nurseries had to suddenly keep up with bonsai tree <laughs> orders. <laughs> Because it was a phenomenon in 1984, and it just... It, it was huge. They actually going. did say that it increased the amount of kids that wanted to take karate. And you could see it, just like Top Gun Wouldn't increased the amount it. of people that wanted to go into the Navy. All right. So, to conclude here, we have some Karate Kid trivia from the from the first and only movie. And it's the original movie. I'd like to point that out. You at home, you can answer these as well. But I'll be doing the questioning... Coach, you'll be doing the answering because you're far more an expert on this than I am. I know. Okay. <laughs> I've been prepping for this. So, starting out, for you at home and for you here, Chris, from what city did Daniel hail? There you go. Newark, New Jersey. And he had the accent to prove it, I think. He did. Now, we got, this is a tougher one because there's multiple answers here. I need all of them. They do not need to be in order, though. So the names of the boys that bully Daniel throughout the film. The skeleton crew dudes and their their ilk. I did not know that. Extra trivia for anyone. Oh, it's like frosted. Okay. You said Johnny, Bobby, and Tommy. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, I was gonna say just kind of keep going on that, <laughs> on that line. Jimmy doesn't say. Jimmy's a quiet one. Jimmy's a quiet one. Do we ever, aside from Johnny Lawrence, do we learn any last names? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Maybe Dutch is his last name. What is the name of the LaRusso apartment complex they move into? South Seas apartment. Well named after the swimming pool that needs a few chlorine tablets. (laughs) And within that apartment complex, what is their apartment number? Twenty. Okay. And we know the name of Elizabeth Shue's character, Daniel's girlfriend, the same way that we know Juliet's name in Romeo and Juliet. But in a similar vein, Daniel had a girlfriend that he left behind in New Jersey, whom we never meet, but is referenced. What was her name? Judy, it is. 
Judy. Judy. <laughs> so very similar to Romeo and Juliet with a s more kicking, though. <laughs> You're trying to pick out Judy to see. We're really, are we upgrading? Was it a lateral move? What? <laughs> so there's your trivia. Hope you did well, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Latchkey Files. If you'd like more from us, check out Sean's website at seanobrienwriter.com. You can also find his books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible, or wherever books and audiobooks are sold. If you want to get into better physical shape and increase your overall well-being, visit Chris's YouTube channel, Just a Dad Bod.